Hello and welcome to Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. Thanks so much for tuning in to the pod. We've got a special guest today. Bob Trezeis is the president and CEO of the Lansing Economic Area Partnership, otherwise known as LEAP. He's been in that position since 2011. LEAP, of course, represents the Lansing, Michigan region, which includes Clinton, Eaton, and Ingham counties. They've got a population of over a half million people. So when it comes to not only business in this area, but business around the state and around the world, Bob's got his thumb on that. Bob, good morning to you. How are you? Good morning, Tony. It's great to see you again, and thanks for inviting me today. Hey, let's dive right in. What is the state of business when it comes to Lansing regarding how this area has handled COVID the last couple of years? Yeah, well, a couple of thoughts on that, Tony. One is LEAP and the Lansing Regional Chamber of Commerce um, have been working on benchmarking studies, looking at communities that look like us east of the Mississippi across the country, Columbus, Madison, Indianapolis, Ann Arbor, Grand Rapids, and communities like that. And because they have major universities, Capital City, Fortune 500 companies, so do we. But we were the same size as some of them, or many of them, actually, some 70 years ago. But they've had kind of spectacular growth, and our growth has been more moderate. It's been okay, but moderate. And we've been asking ourselves why, and over the last decade, I think we've gotten on the right track as far as those communities are concerned. We've been very intentional and regional about our economic development, consistent and smart. But anyways, Tony, to get to it, you know, right now, I mean, we have uh, just billions of dollars of projects going on in our region, ranging from a brand new hospital, $600 million being built from the floor up during the pandemic, uh, Sparrow Health System, that's McLaren, Sparrow Health System has announced $800 million of new buildings, including a five-story tower on Michigan Avenue that connects Michigan State University and the capital city down the road. We have uh, you know, high-tech software companies, auto owners insurance doubling the size of their national headquarters. We just announced the $2.5 billion GM battery plant. We landed the fifth largest company from Ireland uh, in St. John's, which is multi-hundred million dollar project. And there's the Red Cedar Project on Michigan Avenue. Anyway, there's just all kinds of projects. The FRIB at MSU, $770 million, second greatest human machine being built, will be completed this year during the pandemic. So there's just, you know, billions and billions of dollars. It's definitely, ironically, during the pandemic, we are experiencing the greatest growth in the history of our region. And it's very diverse, too, by the way, very different kinds of businesses across the board, creating thousands of jobs. And Tony, I'm pleased to tell you that recently we had data that came to light that we were pleasantly surprised. But out of the entire Midwest, we are the number one in migration community for population growth. That is a place that people are coming to from other areas of the Midwest and growing in our region. So the arrows are all pointing in the right way. Uh, And I really believe that the Lansing region has woken up over the last decade, the last few years, and um, our economic development is as strong as ever. Is that in migration due to jobs? 
It's in great part due to jobs. I think it's in part creating a more exciting, better place, a place of entrepreneurialism that Leap has played a huge role in. All these things have added up, Tony, where MSU graduates are now statistically much more likely to remain in our region rather than leaving. And new people, you know, literally moving here for the jobs in the place where Goldilocks, we're very affordable, but have very New York city size kinds of uh, amenities, Wharton Center, you know, is just football, basketball. And uh, so it's kind of a perfect fit, especially for Generation Z. We're extremely strong with Generation Z population growth. You want to be strong with that, you know, young generation now entering the workforce. So we've become a popular uh, destination, one that really understands how to balance work and life. And a lot of people find that very, very attractive. Bob, from your perspective, what's the state of business for the state of Michigan after uh, somewhat surviving COVID for two years? Well, I think it's really strong, um, Tony. I'm more optimistic right now than honestly I have been over the last 10 years. Our economic development toolbox at the state level has been dramatically improved over the last few months. That was in great part a response to the Ford announcements and GM in the past that they were building their battery plants, not in Michigan, but in the South. And I do think that was a wake up call that we have to do two things. We have to win these huge plants with big incentives, but we also have to invest and even more money than ever in entrepreneurialism, in housing, in education, training and place building our communities. And I think the state really gets that and is really off and running and doing a great job and is improving that approach to economic development. You're listening to Media Business. We're talking with Bob Trezice, who is the president and CEO of the Lansing Economic Area Partnership. When we come back, we're going to talk with Bob a little bit more about supply chain, how that's affected our state. And then also talk about how media has covered not only the Lansing area business growth, but statewide business growth. This is the Michigan Business Network. For something to grow, it takes time. Like the equity in your home. That's why LaughQ offers a home equity line of credit. Because frequent watering of your houseplants may be recommended. Now can we get a new roof? Not so much the rest of the house. Want the best rates for a home equity line of credit? Ask for LaughQ. Stop in today or go to LaughQ.com slash home equity. LaughQ, your credit union for life. Welcome back to Media Business. I'm your host, Tony Conley. This is the Michigan Business Network. We're talking with Bob Trezice, who's the president and CEO of LEAP, which is the Lansing Economic Area Partnership. Bob, let's talk a little bit about supply chain. As you know, there's a bottleneck, which somewhat originates out in the Pacific Ocean. We can't get goods and services here. From what I understand, That may be somewhat of a problem at the Michigan-Windsor border with some issues with the truckers. But from your perspective, what's been the effect of the supply chain backlog, uh, not only for the Lansing area, but for the state of Michigan? 
Well, the area that we're watching the most closely, Tony, is within the manufacturing sector. There is no question that feedback from manufacturers is that their supply chain's parts to make whatever they're making has been disrupted. And while some are optimistic that that will improve uh, in 2022, there is a growing skepticism as, you know, it might take longer than that to really straighten out. Now, the silver lining to that is that I think a lot of companies are waking up to a couple things. One is they're more and more nervous about relying on parts of the world that are politically unstable or more and more uncontrollable. And so the idea of relying on those stretched out supply chains has become problematic. In addition to that, relying on just-in-time from those suppliers, even if they're across seas, has also become maybe more problematic. In other words, those two issues are potentially reshoring manufacturing back into this country so that the supply chains can be closer, that so that there's more redundancy and more political stability about uh, maintaining those supply chains. So while there is a probably short-term supply chain problem that is most impactful on the manufacturing sector, there could be that silver lining where in the long run, we've reshored in the U.S. here in Michigan, in Lansing, Michigan, and the manufacturing sector could be stronger than ever and bring back that ability to make things in this country once again. Bob, what is the origin of the issues with supply chain I don't necessarily want to ask you whose fault it is, but when did this start and what have we done to kind of hinder this? Well, I tend to think that in all of life, Tony, not to get philosophical here on you, but I think that a lot of issues were slowly, incrementally uh, changing, you know, over a 20 year period of time, ranging from how we work in offices to understanding new technologies and remote work to understanding supply chain issues. But what happened with the pandemic is that squeezed 20 years of somewhat orderly incremental change into you know overnight, almost literally. And I think ultimately all the supply chain issues and everything else are we just simply trying to catch up. And it's a very difficult issue. But uh, I think there are a lot of silver linings to this where we're learning quickly and adapting as we do. I think those supply chains are going to shorten. The other element, Tony, in addition to the pandemic is there is increasing and not well understood yet instability in countries around the world where there was a lot of stability. And now um, you have more authoritarian governments and uh, putting a lot more pressure on companies um, and controlling what they do. And I don't think that's an attractive, uh, good free market approach. And so you have more companies looking for political stability and freedom, frankly, in the West and here in America. Uh, I'm interested about the supply chain, especially as it regards to computer chips. I know that a lot of that work is sent overseas because they can be produced in a more economic fashion, but we're kind of held hostage by this. Why haven't we've done more in regards to creating our own sources for computer chips and other goods and services and just figure out a way how to deal with the cost, even if we have to pay more? Well, I think the private and public sector got lazy over the last 20 years and just ran for the 
cheaper labor, but that labor has quickly become not so cheap, even overseas. And again, you have more and more political instability with, you know, rising authoritarian kinds of governments in some of those countries. And so I think that because of those price pressures now, it's making the United States and Lansing, Michigan, you know, much more attractive from a pricing perspective and necessity perspective to bring back things like chip making uh, here. How has the media done in regards to reporting supply chain issues? Well, I think it's been pretty good here locally. We have uh, good media outlets like the Michigan Business Network. Um, It's more and more rare. The one thing I'd like to point out with regard to the media, Tony, I think we really miss our editorials in our local newspaper, the Lansing State Journal. It's not their fault. They're under incredible price pressures. But the editorials on a daily basis uh, in the days past were powerful um, encouragement of economic development and things going right and things going wrong. Editorials really could rally the community, put a lot of pressure on us collectively, hold us accountable, and really tout when good things are happening and question when bad things are happening. I thought those editorials were a powerful influence on economic development in our community, and now that is completely absent. You're listening to Media Business. I'm your host, Tony Conley. We're talking with Bob Zeiss, who is the president and CEO of LEAP. When we come back, we're going to talk about Michigan business and the governor, Governor Gretchen Whitmer. We'll do that next on the Michigan Business Network. Stop staring at your phone and plan some fun this winter at Treetops Resort. Dog sledding, tubing, sleigh riding, indoor golfing, ice skating, swimming, racing, snowshoeing, cross-country skiing, scavenger hunting, juggling, or relaxing in the spa. That's just some of the fun you can have. And there's skiing, and snowboarding, and sleeping, and eating, and drinking, and eating and drinking while cross-country skiing. I think you get the point. Get outside and have some fun or be boring. 888-TREETOPS or treetops.com. You are listening to Media Business. I'm your host, Tony Conley. We are on the Michigan Business Network. We're talking with Bob Trezeis, who is the president and CEO of the Lansing Economic Area Partnership. I want to talk a little bit about the governor, Governor Gretchen Whitmer, and business. What's your perspective on the governor's support or lack of support for business in our state? Again, I have to say that the Ford announcement really maybe jolted all of us in a bipartisan way, including the governor, and really recognized that we feel, Tony, that we're in a 20-month period of time where really major, significant, futuristic parts of our global economy are in real change. In other words, from fossil fuel cars, driven car, gas cars, you know, to electric cars, for instance, uh, bringing chip makers back here to this country from overseas, med tech kinds of technologies. There's just so many interesting big technology movements in the economy that will impact the whole next 20 years. And our state was being left behind. The window may be already closing on the 20-month period of time that's going to affect greatly the next 20 years. The state woke up, is my point. And the governor's hands-on leadership with landing this GM battery plant in Lansing, Michigan, was profound. Hiring Quentin Messer to lead the MEDC over the last year was a profound move forward. 
getting more aggressive from a bipartisan standpoint and understanding the necessity of a rigorous, aggressive economic development toolbox so Michigan can compete primarily against Southern states once again. That is well underway. So I think Republican leadership in the House and Senate, Democratic governor, have done a great job of coming together and putting remarkably all the politics aside and have put people first. And that means jobs and business. And that's really been, I think, a powerful movement forward for the state. So I think everyone's on the right track. I will add over the last 10 years, this doesn't have anything to do with a particular governor. I would say governors, plural, and certainly legislatures, plural. Over the last 10 years, Michigan had become weaker and weaker with regard to economic development and was not performing well. And looks like in the last few months, we've gotten back on the right track and I'm very optimistic. You get an opportunity to travel and talk with folks who do what you do in other areas of the country. What are you seeing and hearing from those folks, Bob? Well, I know that there was a regular international conference of economic developers, Tony, you know, eight or so months ago out of state down in Tennessee. And how do I say this and be polite? I guess I usually wear things on my sleeve, so I'll just say it. You know, Michigan was a butt of a lot of jokes at that point amongst our colleagues across the country. We were not respected. They thought we were pretty much in a long-term free fall and uh, we're not competitive anymore. And we were someone to push around, to be honest about it. And uh, I think some of their judgments were correct. And so, as I said, though, I think that was part of our wake-up call. We've gotten better. Um, We've gotten more aggressive. We've become finally more bipartisan again in support of economic development, understanding economic development. It's not just landing the big projects. It's working more aggressively with entrepreneurs. It's working with placemaking. It's making sure we're doing a better job with diversity, equity, and inclusion. And uh, all of these education, job training, um, building better communities, infrastructure. I mean, all this adds up. And uh, I think that we've gotten back on track, but I can tell you that over the last 10 years, there was a severe deterioration. Site consultants who are very critical in bringing projects to the state of Michigan had in great part totally written off the state of Michigan where we weren't even getting on lists anymore to even compete for projects. That's how bad things had deteriorated. And that's all changing around as we speak for uh, the positive. Michigan's back is what I'm trying to say. What happened? How did we get to that place? Well, there was a weird, they call it a horseshoe where sort of the extreme left and the extreme right weirdly connect on certain issues and almost look alike for a second. And that was in opposition to economic development. One side felt like it was corporate welfare. Um, The other side felt like we were helping big, bad companies and not the people. And uh, they both unified that we should not help companies as much anymore and partner from a public-private perspective, i.e. incentives, to land companies. And there was a lot of misinformation and a lot of politics involved in that. And it really destroyed a lot of economic development. And it left a 10-year hole, in, I think, in the state. Um, But uh, again, we've got it back together now in a bipartisan way. I think people woke up and we understand that we need to compete as a state. Bob, I think we in the media have failed when it comes to reporting the news in regards to 
economic growth and business. It seems like what I consume, and I consume a lot of different mediums, whether it's uh, print, electronic, radio, TV, whatever it is for my news. And it seems to me I keep getting, and maybe the public keeps getting beat up with the news that the people who own these businesses are becoming very, very wealthy. And everyone else is kind of left out in the cold, you know, trying to fend for themselves. And I think in those instances, what gets lost is the jobs, is uh, the taxes that go to the communities that those businesses are operating, and so on and so forth. What do you think? Well, real quickly, I would say income inequality has, you know, really been a profound uh issue for all of us in the country over the last uh, 10, 15, 20 years even. And it's a real issue, by the way. And, you know, who's paying taxes, who isn't. And you definitely had the massive bailout of massive companies that essentially committed fraud in the 2008 financial crisis. And all that added up to a generation feeling quite poorly about business in general. I would say specifically big business, Wall Street business, but we threw the baby out with the bathwater. We didn't understand that that's just a few bad actors in an important issue that needs to pay attention to income inequality. But we threw the baby out with the bathwater. Uh, business is the backbone of America. It's the only way that we can create new revenue for government to provide better services. And it's the only real way to create more jobs and better pay. And I think maybe a better balance is being found right now. Okay, final question for you, Bob. You mentioned that you wished mediums would get back to the editorials and the opinion pieces in regards to business. What else can the media do to report business? Well, I think there's real good niches like the Michigan Business Network. And actually, I think the State Journal does quite a good job looking at the business world. You know, the media is really struggling with their own uh, revenue and capacity issues. They have fewer reporters. They can't do as much work as I'm sure they would like to. But uh, I really think that um, there's a ramping up right now of understanding and more excitement about the business community. I'm seeing positive signs about uh, being more interactive and talking more deeply and consistently about the business world. Hey, Bob, we uh, appreciate your time so much. I know you got a lot going on. Thanks so much for joining us. Okay, thanks, guys. Appreciate you. See you soon. We've been talking with Bob Trezice, who is the president and CEO of the Lansing Economic Area Partnership, otherwise known as LEAP. I'm Tony Conley. You've been listening to Media Business on the Michigan Business Network.